is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Colleen Wood and Jacob Just. Colleen Wood's lifelong dream was to move from Ohio to Florida. In April 1998, she was 53 years old and her children were now adults, so she packed up her life and moved to Boca Raton. She quickly found a job as an office manager for the Lighthouse Point Marina and settled into her new life in Florida. In 1999, she met John Paul Sr. He was part of an established father and son car racing team, as well as a former financial consultant. Colleen and John became inseparable. They soon made plans to sail around the world on John's 55-foot schooner, the Island Girl. Colleen quit her job and sold her condo and gave the profit of $43,000 to John to invest for her. She moved on to the Island Girl to embark on a five-year sailing tour with John. On December 3, 2000, she called her sons, Michael and Todd. At that time, Michael lived in Ohio and Todd was a soldier stationed in California. She told them she was going to sail in a few weeks and that she would soon be in touch. Her former boss at the Lighthouse Point Marina said she spoke to Colleen about 10 days later, around December 13th or 14th, to invite her to the office Christmas party. At the time, Colleen was at a bar with John in, in Key West. Her boss claimed that she sounded fine, but she never showed up at the party, nor did she contact her family over Christmas. When no one could get a hold of Colleen, her son Michael contacted the police in Florida, but there was no evidence of any crime. Days turned into weeks, then months. Her sons tried to track down the boat through the Coast Guard and the FCC, but he had no luck. While searching the internet, Michael learned that John Paul Sr. was the mastermind behind a drug smuggling ring in the early 80s, and that he had tried to kill his partners in crime. He had spent 15 years in federal prison for attempted murder. Colleen met John less than a year after he was paroled. Had he ever been a financial advisor? Yes, he had. Okay. Colleen's family and friends were certain she knew nothing about John Paul's past. Colleen's son, Michael, was able to track down John Paul's daughter. She told Michael that her father said Colleen had become upset over an incident involving one of John Paul's old girlfriends and that she had been the one to end the relationship. Michael asked John's daughter to have him call him. Three days later, John Paul did. He gave Michael another version of the story. He said that they had an argument and she left the boat, and a few days later came back with her boyfriend and got the rest of her stuff. John would eventually tell three different versions of the story, all of them indicating that Colleen left on her own. In April 2001, four months after she was last heard from, detectives determined based on cell phone records, that Colleen had last used her phone on December 15th or 16th. The detectives were also led to some suspicious activity on her credit cards. Between mid-December and mid-February, cash advancements totaling over $40,000 had occurred on her, on her credit cards. 
the detectives found evidence that proved she did not make any of the transactions and that the, and that the transactions were made without her consent. Surveillance photos from the ATMs showed at least two women were using Colleen's cards. Authorities believe that these women were pretending to be her to make those transactions. Their identity is unknown. Also raising questions were two ads in the local newspaper that were placed under her name, using her credit cards, and both were ordered by a male. The first ad ran in a help wanted section in early December, which was about a first mate on a boat. The second ad ran in mid-December, was placed in the personals, male seeking female section. Authorities suspected that the ads were placed by John, but there was no proof. The second ad began running December 15, 2000, which was around the same time that Colleen's former boss spoke to her. Detectives finally tracked down John in May 2001. John claimed that in mid-December they had a large fight over a debt that she owed him. But despite the inconsistencies, no solid evidence has been found to indicate that he was involved in her disappearance, and he is not considered a suspect. After being questioned by authorities, John Paul Sr. left town, and authorities haven't been able to track him down since. Detectives first received tips that John Paul was in Montego Bay, Jamaica. However, he vanished before they could question him. In 2004, after an Unsolved Mysteries segment re-aired, a viewer recognized him as someone living in Fiji. He had since renamed the boat the Diamond Girl. However, because Fiji does not have an extradition treaty with the United States, authorities could do nothing. Since then, John Paul has been spotted in ports throughout Asia and Europe. Another piece of this puzzle that's concerning, one of John Paul Sr.'s wives is also missing. Chalice Paul was 33 years old in 1981. She was living in Atlanta, Georgia, and was separated from John Paul Sr. In the summer of that year, John convinced Chalice to come to Key West, Florida to possibly reconcile. She vanished sometime later, but John never contacted her family about her disappearance. There is little information about her disappearance because John claimed she chose to leave on her own. Chalice Paul was last seen alive boarding a plane to go to Florida from Atlanta, Georgia. These cases remain unsolved. If you have any information about the disappearance of Colleen Wood and or Chalice Paul, or have information about the whereabouts of John Paul Sr., Call the Fort Lauderdale Police Department at 954-828-5512. This makes me so angry. I know it. A woman who's, who's worked her whole life, saved up $50,000 for an investment, and uh, moves to her, her, you know, her dream location and hooks up with a ne'er-do-well like this guy. Right. Yeah, within a year of her moving there, she was gone. Um, they, they can't track the money that she, I mean, I guess maybe they can't, but, but the money that she gave to him to invest, did he invest it? I, there should be a tra trail. Yeah, I couldn't find that information. Um, well, and there were probably it's probably confidential, and since there's no body, she's not considered dead necessarily. Right. And um, but you would think that that it's something that there would be a uh, a trail of. Um, 
you would think and that there were and there were theories or something said it wasn't confirmed anywhere but an article that i read um said that the two females that were seen on video um using colleen's debit cards told they were somehow tracked down and law enforcement was told by them that john paul senior put them up to it that's not confirmed anywhere um, I saw it in just one article, so I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it was interesting. Well, and, you know, it feels like those kinds of things, you know, happen, maybe they happen a lot then, but they seem like they, they sure haven't happened less in as time has gone by, um, um, where really predators are on the lookout for a a person that they can take their resources. Right. Um, but it makes me, she was just 53 or something like that. Just, yeah. she was 10, 15 years out of retirement. She could have, uh, she had a, she had a plan. She was following through with the plan in her life and um, then runs away with, then meets this guy and he gets, Eighty thousand dollars from her. Right, right. The forty thousand in the investment, and, and the other forty thousand that was absconded from her account. Yeah. And her poor kids. I know they're just left wondering what happened. Right, and no resolution, uh, and also just to know that he's out there living the good life and. Your mom is nowhere to be found. Right. It's just, I really don't like stories like that, Katie. And, uh, but I just, I, it, and you know what, part of the thing that really bothers me is, is the loss of potential. The, the, you know, this person had, had a, not, I mean, we all say that we're, you know, when I retire or when I get to this age, I'm going to do this. Few of us rarely do. Um, you know, I have, I have, dreams and wishes, probably not going to happen, um, and, but she did, and she went, she went to Florida from Ohio, because of course she would want to go to Florida, right. she lived in Ohio, and she, she, she was following her dream, and then she met up with some, oh, I know it, predator, thank you, Katie. My story today is about Jacob Just. Jacob Just was 18 years old in 1998. He lived in Midland, Ontario, Canada. Midland is a town located on the Georgian Bay in Simcoe County, Ontario, Canada. In the summer months, the area's population grows to over 100,000 with seasonal visitors to more than 8,000 cottages, resort hotels, provincial and national parks in the surrounding municipalities. The median income is $47,000. On October 30th, 1998, Jacob said goodbye to his mom and left home to attend a party with friends. The night before Halloween is referred to as Devil's Night, and there was a gathering in the Sunnyside neighborhood. Around midnight, Jacob and another friend decided to walk home. Jacob decided to take a dark trail through the woods alone rather than walking on the lighted street. He was never seen again. Jacob's mom, Debbie, reported him missing on October 31, 1998. 
Initially, the search for Jacob centered around where he was last seen. The trail was an often used shortcut in the Sunnyside Woods. A leading theory is Jake slipped into a bog in the forest, which would sort of act like quicksand and never to be seen again. Another tip came from one of Jacob's friends. He said that he had told, sorry, he said he was told that Jacob made it out of the woods that night only to be beaten, killed, and buried underneath an isolated pier on the shores of the Georgian Bay. Those suspects still live in the Midland area. The friend, the friend hadn't been interviewed by the OPP detectives at, who were researching this case. The Midland Police Department was taken over by the OPP and Jacob's case has been passed through different hands over the years. Debbie has received several phone calls over the years that have raised her hopes, one in which a male caller said that he knew, he knew where her son was and to meet him at a church for more information. She wore a wire and police were ready to intercept, but the man only told, told her that Jacob was with God. Debbie has recorded every call that she has received and the police are following up on every lead, no matter how strange but still nothing. Psychics and mediums have reached out to Debbie. One said Jacob made it out of the woods that night only to be struck by a car and taken away by a panicked driver. None of the psychics' theories panned out. There is no trace of Jacob Just, and his case remains unsolved. Jacob Just was 18 years old when he vanished from Midland, Ontario, Canada on October 30, 1998. He would be 40 years old this year, he is described as a Caucasian male, six foot two and 170 pounds. He has blonde hair and green eyes. He was last seen wearing an olive green and beige colored long sleeve t-shirt, size 11 black DDS running shoes, and carrying a black Jaguar brand backpack. If you have any information about Jacob Just, please contact the Ontario Provincial Police at 1-888-310-1122. So this, this case kind of terrifies me because I think of when I was, you know, around that age, the things that I did, and that could have very well have been me or any of my friends, you know, walking home um, late at night. I don't know that I ever walked through the woods by myself, but walking home late at night in northern Minnesota on Halloween, um, it's it's just very frightening. Well, and the, the fact that you, I mean, this, it, this was in Canada, but it's not so different in right. the United States in that you're at this age, you always go out on Halloween. Right. It's, 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 it's what you do. Um, it's, it gets dark early here in the northern part of Minnesota, and, and we border Ontario, the province of Ontario. Uh, it's, it can be cold. We can have snow at that time of the year. Um, but it certainly is, it is dark and the, um, our terrain isn't so different. We have bogs and peat bogs. Uh, so, um, where you get peat moss from grows in a bog and a bog is, um, a very spongy, uh, ground. The trees that grow out of it are usually stinted and it would be like walking on, Anywhere it would be either, it could be spongy, like um, flex up and down, but you don't go through. It can be, also can be saturated with water, 
I guess I'd never heard that it, it could act like quicksand. I had never heard that either. You know, if you look at, so if you looked at the uh, map of Minnesota, you would see in the northwest corner of the state that there are not a lot of roads. And that is because that area has a large amount of peat bogs. Um, a, you can't build a road on a peat bog. Right. Um, it will eventually suck it up. I mean, it'll, it, there's no structure underneath of that. And uh, it's, it's, um, it is a force to be reckoned with. Um, but I, in my nightmares, I've, I, I guess I've thought about how um, somebody could get lost and be swallowed by a peat bog. Um, right. I mean, they would never be. They would never be found. Yeah. The so strange, and that it was Halloween, and that it was such a spooky. Uh, way to go missing with, you know, taking the shortcut. Um, and it, it sounded, yeah, it sounded woods. like the shortcut Don't ever was... take the shortcut through the woods. Don't ever take it. <laughs> right. I don't care if you have a flashlight and five friends. Right. Don't take it. Well, and it sounded like the shortcut was a well-known shortcut, but yep. still at night, it just seems like it's not a good idea. Well, and if you've ever watched any... Um, horror movies, you know that you never go anywhere by yourself and you never take a shortcut through the woods. Right. It's just never a good idea. And um, and to never be seen again, to not have ever have anything, any a jacket, a shoe, anything, show yeah. up again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I just hate the idea that somebody can disappear. He was he was six foot two, one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. Maybe it's a little more terrible because it's we're really close to Halloween now, and it would just be a terrible reminder to his mom. Yeah, it would. Every year. Every year. As leaves begin to fall, and that's what she remembers. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for this case, can be found at our website, gone-podcast.com. My weekly distraction this week are weird and funny facts. Okay. I have a lot of them, so I'm going to break it up into two different two different things. Okay. McDonald's once made bubblegum flavored broccoli. What? <laughs> I don't know. Why? I, I suppose it would be an easy way for, for kids to eat broccoli. Well, first of all, what they're not in the bubblegum or the broccoli. 
complete business. <laughs> they have no business. Nobody has any business. Really, Wonka has no business making broccoli flavored gum. That's right. That's that's an injustice to broccoli and an injustice to gum. It is. It is. The first oranges weren't orange. Original oranges from Southeast Asia were actually green. The color orange was named after the fruit. The color was originally called yellow-red. Wait, so oranges were originally green? Yes. And the word orange came from the color of the fruit. What, what happened to the oranges? Are these uh, funky oranges? I'm not sure. They must have been modified over the, genetically modified over the years or something. But the color orange came from the fruit. The, or the fruit wasn't named after the color because of the fruit's color, if that makes sense. I think so, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still upset about the green oranges. I know. And, what, and, is, and is there still green oranges somewhere? And what do they taste like? A green orange would not taste like an orange. You wouldn't think so. It, it would taste, taste like a green orange. Like a greenge. Like, yes, and that's just... <laughs> can you imagine... It would be like like biting into an avocado. It would be really weird. Expected an orange. <laughs> no, that's not right. And I guess I've never seen an orange growing on a tree. Maybe it is green at some point. Maybe. At one point. Huh. Maybe it was originally a lime. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. Weird. Maybe. I mean, I mean, green. Maybe. Maybe if it was red or yellow somewhere kind of in the neighborhood but green yeah it seems really strange that grosses me out yeah yeah <laughs> there's only one letter in our alphabet that doesn't appear in any u.s state name it's q a cow bison hybrid is called a beefalo i i knew that only because i'm i'm from south dakota <laughs> where they have beefalo which which um, is an effort to domesticate the bison. Oh, um, sure. Because they are, they are, they are hard to contain, and they will take down fences. I think the fences to keep bison or maybe beefalo in are like I my I'm probably going to get this wrong, but twelve feet high. Oh they wow! They are so tall. The fences to keep them in because they are such an amazing. Amazing and strong animal. Wow. Beefalo. They have, they're very low fat. Scotland has 421 words for snow, describing the kind of snow, like a light snow or a swirling snow, and 400 other ones. I, I'm curious. I didn't really, I never really thought about Scotland getting snow. I didn't either. Um, I wonder how many, how many words, like the Inuit, have for snow. Oh, probably even more than that. Because you would think, you would think, and it would be much more accurate than our ours, which is one word. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> and, and white, yes. Snow. Cats have fewer toes on their back paws than on their front. Typically, five on the front and four on the back. Really? I know. I didn't notice that. I didn't know that. And and then there's uh, cats that have, have like cat. six toes. His name is Albert, and um, we 
he was, we did not declaw him. So we trim his nails by hand. I mean, like a, a, every two weeks or something like that. But I'm the holder of the cat. <laughs> I'm not the, the, the tail remover. That'd be difficult. Yeah, and some cats, their front paws, they even have those thumbs. They have an extra one. Right. They have thumbs, so. But I never knew that. Blue whales eat a half a million calories in one mouthful. Blue whales? Blue whales. That's, that's, that's not what I eat in a lunch. Laugh. Put away a lunch. Um, I had no idea. And those are, I mean, that's probably krill or something like that. That's... Yeah. Cows don't have upper front teeth, just molars in the top back. I didn't know that. I didn't. I, I'm farm girl and I didn't know that. I guess I never looked. <laughs> but if you watch a cow, they, when they chew, they have a really funny way of chewing. Yeah, they do. They have a kind of a kind of a, a circular kind of way that they move their jaw. No number before one thousand contains the letter A when written out or said. Really? I didn't. I never thought of that. And, yeah, and last one, the U.S. government saved every public tweet from Twitter from 2006 to 2017. Now they only save a select few. So every single tweet that was sent out in that time frame, the U.S. government has. Well, I just want to say that um, they're probably, uh, till 2017? Yeah. Is that what you there probably weren't a lot of tweets. Probably because not. Because it was pretty new technology or a new communication form. And it was a communication form that was used by, that that was and is used by maybe a younger population. Right. Um, though I would, I would bet that the tweets that have been going on since um, uh, Trump has been president, I bet those numbers are much higher because he actually uses that technology to uh, communicate. Right. Um, that what he's done by himself would probably surpass all those messages collected. Probably. Um, for all those years. Probably. I've never tweeted. On I haven't either. Person. You haven't either? No. Oh, no. We're both Luddites. I feel like I'm too old to tweet. I mean, what would I talk about? Like doing the laundry or... <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... Mowing the lawn? I mean, I don't really know potatoes and ham today. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't have anything to say. I know. So, and I don't know. Uh, and much less, um, uh, there's the other form of a Snapchat. A oh, yeah. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Look at I, I made the bed. <laughs> I vacuumed the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have seen it before. There's not, I wouldn't have anything to say. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Oh, it makes me feel better since I'm a little <laughs> bit older than you are. Okay, Katie, I have uh, a few more uh, worst excuses ever used to get out of school. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm dizzy. I dreamt that I was in, on a roller coaster again, said a five-year-old. He used uh, this excuse for four days after. He used this excuse four days after going to the park. Oh my god! But when his mom said that they should maybe never go to the park again, he suddenly got better. <laughs> Dizzy. I dreamt I was on a roller coaster again. 
Um, this one is, uh, I have issues and Spider-Man is coming over to solve them. I can't go to school. Oh, well, I mean, if Spider-Man's you coming over, me. you want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man isn't going to rescue rescue you out of the principal's office. Um, this one is very clever. They're painting the school, so I can't go. Oh. Well, sure. Yeah. Grandma lost her glasses, and she needs me. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> I would need you. Uh, I worked very hard at school yesterday, and I need a break. Yeah, yep. I understand that. I do, too. I, I, I do, too. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting sitting in class every single day, all day long. Even imagine. I wouldn't want to do it again. No. It's too hot today. Uh, school shouldn't be open during the hot summer days. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yes. I agree. I don't think it should be open during the summer. Especially at our school um, where there's not air conditioning. It gets so hot in there. Yes, it does. And it's hard enough to. It's hard enough in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, this one is. This one is my nightmare. This is the thing I have nightmares over, and and it's always. Um, for me, it was co- it's, my, it's a college nightmare, but I can't find my classroom in school. Oh, yeah. I think about those seventh graders starting high school, and they feel the same way. It's so scary. I don't think that this was a seventh grader, but it could very well have been. It could freshman have been. In college. Um, this one, this is, this is very uh, telling of the times. I think I'll be coughing today. Yeah. <laughs> And it will be very distract. I mean, I it's best if I just stay home. Yeah, yeah. I can spill it. I'm going to be coughing all day. Uh, don't you need help cleaning the house? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, I just didn't need you to offer that Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Right, right. <laughs> and the last one is um, working on those heartstrings. I feel like spending time with you. Oh, gosh. It'll get you. Yes, ya. son. I'm so glad that you do, but you need to get, you need to get dressed and... <laughs> Because you're going to school. Right. Uh, That's all I have for this week. Those are good. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Thanks. See you next week.